You're listening to Rama for Today. And so she got to testifying, got to dancing in the spirit, and began to dance and danced all through my sermon. Now listen, you listen to me. Paul and Opal Hinton are sitting right there. You're talking about signs and wonders, and that's what we're talking about. The supernatural at work among you. I went right on and preached. She danced and didn't make any sound. You'd have to look at her to see she's dancing. Soft as bouncing a rubber ball. Didn't disturb my sermon at all. I went right on and preached. When the service is over, she showed my wife and I said, I went down yesterday and bought me a new pair of shoes. She showed them. And the new pair of shoes had leather taps and she danced the leather taps completely worn off and never made one sound. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, The Supernatural, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. Amen. And a stranger they'll not follow. And the voice of the Lord said to me, The voice of the Lord said to me, Get up and stand up. Don't pray for her. Take your hand off of her head. Get up and stand up. Now somebody said, Just what voice was that? I'm talking about the voice of the supernatural. Sometimes the voice of the supernatural is at work among us and we don't recognize it. Because you see, we're waiting for something perhaps more spectacular. The Lord said to me one time, My people are waiting for the spectacular and missing the supernatural. Amen. Are you listening to me? You say, what voice was that? Well, let me skip over something for a moment and I'll come back to it. Incidentally, the woman was raised up from a deathbed. I just got up and stood up and said, The Lord told me to tell you to get up. You're healed. And she got up and was healed on Sunday. She's over in our church giving her testimony. Praise God. Amen. Now, I'll come back to something in a moment. You see signs and wonders here? Now, Paul and Opal Hinton are back there. They were there when she gave her testimony. On Sunday night then, before I preached, and we had our big crowds on Sunday night in those days, filled the church up and run it over, you know, if the weather was good, you know, people looking in the windows. I said, just before I preach, I'm going to ask our sister just to stand up where she was seated over to one side and give about a little ten-minute testimony about being raised from a deathbed on Thursday. And so she got up and gave her testimony. And you know, we're talking about many years ago, we didn't have any rugs on the floor, just a plain wooden floor. And so she got to testify and got to dancing in the spirit and began to dance and danced all through my sermon. Now listen, you listen to me. Paul and Opal Hinton are sitting right there. You're talking about signs and wonders, and that's what we're talking about. The supernatural at work among you. I went right on and preached. She danced and didn't make any sound. You'd have to look at her to see she's dancing. Soft as bouncing a rubber ball. Didn't disturb my sermon at all. I went right on and preached. When the service is over, she showed my wife, and I said, I went down yesterday and bought me a new pair of shoes. She showed them. And the new pair of shoes had leather taps, and she danced the leather taps, completely worn off, and never made one sound. Did she, Paul? Stand up, Paul, if that's so. Wave your hands, everybody say. Never made one sound on a wooden floor. 
is that's not a sign, and if it won't make you wonder, what is it? <laughs> the supernatural. Glory to God. But now wait a minute. I'm talking about that supernatural voice. Let's back up a little bit. So she was raised up. My wife and I got in our car and we started from Greenville, Texas back down old Highway 24 towards Farmersville rejoicing, rejoicing. And the Lord said to me, oh, thank God for the supernatural voice of God. I've I've endeavored to follow it through the years. I couldn't have used you here if you hadn't obeyed me on that $10 and on that $12.50. I said, what are you talking about? I'd forgotten about it. You see, three years before a preacher come along. See, this is 43, so Christmas of 1940. Evangelist. I asked him to preach. It's Sunday night before Christmas. No, he said, you know, my kinfolk says, sorry, Bash, he's older than I in age, but younger in ministry, he wouldn't preach. In those days, if a fellow preached for us on a Sunday night, we gave him a $5 honorarium. Don't sound big now, but it's pretty good then. <laughs> Amen. After all, $5 on a rim was a half a week's salary. For me, I got $10 a week. See? And he just preached one time, see? Give him $5. See? And I didn't give him $5, but he didn't preach, so he didn't give him anything. But I'm standing around the door shaking hands with people, and the Lord said to me, how did he say it? To my spirit, right in here. Give that preacher $10. I said, Lord, I couldn't do that. This is week before Christmas. I haven't bought, haven't bought my wife a Christmas present yet. I haven't bought Ken. See, Ken was the only one we had to. I haven't bought Ken a Christmas present yet. I got a little extra money now today because this, you know, but I said, I can't afford to give him $10. You know I can't. And there I am shaking hands with people just as smiling and having a fight between my head and my heart. <laughs> Finally, I got $10 together and give to him. Or $12.50 it was with him. $12.50. And gave to him. I heard his mother-in-law say a little later, See, he was a member of our church. I heard her send somebody. You know, Brother Clyde is off at Christmas time. He had enough money to pay his house rent and his utilities. Didn't have a single penny left for any of the children at Christmas dinner. Somebody gave him twelve fifty, and they had enough to have Christmas dinner and get a few little things for the kids. Well, I didn't jump up and down and say, that's me. I did that. I did it. I did it. No, just very quietly, I said, praise the Lord. I'm so glad I listened to God. Amen. And then a few months afterwards, another preacher, I was standing around the front door shaking hands with the folks in a Greyhound bus stopped right in front of the church. Highways in those days all went right through town, you see. And I saw this preacher get off of the bus with his suitcase. I recognized him. I didn't know him personally, other than I did know he's, you know, I'd see him at conventions and such and that. Shook hands with him one time. So I went out to shake hands with him. He said, glad to see you. Guess you're going to be with us tonight. Well, yeah, he said, I got off here. He didn't say anything more. I said, well, how about preaching for us? Okay, he said, I will. Uh, may I go over to the parsonage, you know, and change shirts and freshen up and shave? And I said, sure, go right ahead. Well, we got the service going. He came along and preached. He got to preaching, and from this day... From that day till now, I don't know one word he said. Don't even know the text he took. I, I barely got to sit down till the Lord said to me, that's that, that voice in here. said, give him $10. Oh, Lord, I said, I can't give him $10. That's a whole week's pay. You see, I averaged $43.15 a month past in that church over a three-year period. So you can see that's about a week's pay, isn't it? I can't give him $10. And I had an argument between my head and my heart all through his sermon. I don't know what he preached on till this day. And I didn't even get it settled time the service was over. And I'm back around the front door shaking hands with people as they leave, you know, just a smiling real big, you know, and having an argument between my head and my heart. 
We got over to the parsonage. We invited him. He's going to stay all night with us. And the Lord said, now get that $10 together and give to him. Lord, I said, I can't afford that. You know I can't. Yeah, he said, he's, uh, the Lord said to me, the reason he got off here, he just had enough money to buy a bus ticket to here. He's going on down to Winsboro, where his daddy-in-law lives. Next Sunday, he's going to preach over at Emory, Texas, at the Assembly of God Church there. He's going to try out for pastor, and they'll call him to be pastor there. Now, you give him $10, and that'll get him on down those days. It'll get you somewhere, you know, on down to where he's going. So, you know, I I had, I think, $1 bill, and the rest of it changed. (laughs) You know, we got it that way, dimes. Remember Brother Rogers used to take up dime offer? You remember that? Sure, Brother Rogers, a world champion dime taker upper. Amen. Sure. I mean, a dollar in those days, I mean, a dime in those days, big as five dollars now or ten. And so, I got all that together. I had a double handful, you know. And I went to my desk and got it, you know, and I said to him, come here. He went back to the other room, you know, and then he'd come back in, into this living room. And I said, the Lord told me to give you this. And I just handed it to him. He held out his hands and he said, hey, hey wait a minute, put it in my pocket. And he filled up his pocket, you know, all that. I think one dollar bill and the rest of it all changed. And then the devil said to me, now, boy, you, my head said, now you played whaley. You know, that's a good Texas colloquial expression. You get off in some places where they don't know much and they don't understand that kind. You know what I mean by playing whaley? That means you played the fool. You understand now? You missed it. You just out $10. He didn't need that. So I said to him, then as we went on to have a little bite to eat, I said, brother, uh, uh, may I ask you, you know, uh, where are you coming from and where are you going? Brother Hagin, he said, uh, I was in West Texas, my wife and children down at her daddy's in Winsboro. And so he said, I just went to the bus station and laid the money every dime I had done. I said, how far will that take me? And he said, the fellow figured up, said, well, I'll take you to Farmersville. And he said, well, okay, give me a ticket to Farmersville. And he said, I said, well, Brother Hagin's passed there. Maybe I'll stay all night with him. I'll hitchhike on down to Winsboro the next day. So he said, I asked the bus driver as we were coming into Farmville, where is the Assembly of God Church? And he said, well, I go right by it, right on the highway. And he said, I'm not supposed to, but if you'll just stay on, I'll stop and let you off right in front of it. And they'll just about be starting church about this time. So he let him off right in front of the church. He said, then I'm going over next Sunday and preach at Emory. Well, I knew what God was telling me, see. So I said, I'll tell you what. I told him what the Lord told me, and I said, you're the next pastor at Emory. And he was. See? Now, how was that? See, I know sometimes I've had the voice of the Lord coming to me speaking like thunder. I mean like an audible when you're looking around and say, who said that? But no, that's just like he speaks to everybody. He said, put $10 in the offering tonight. That's a supernatural voice, brother. Put $10, give him $10. And the Lord said, you see, we're going down the highway, my wife and I, weeping, rejoicing. A woman's been raised up from the deathbed. And he said, if you hadn't obeyed me with that $10 and that 12 and a half, I couldn't have used you here. Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's three-CD set, A Fresh Anointing. We're also offering Lynette Hagen's CD, Fuel Your Passion for God. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagen's book entitled, Overflow, Living Above Life's Limits. 
All these items at the special price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We stream on all kinds of different things that we stream yes. on. Yes. But we are now streaming, there's a new one we're streaming on uh, called Rumble. Yes. And that's where we're streaming on Rumble. And I, all the other ones, let's see, we, we're on uh, YouTube, our Rama, Rama mm-hmm. USA, Face, YouTube, Facebook Live, Facebook Live, Rama.tv, yes. all, all of these. And our church services, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, 6 p.m. Sunday evening, and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. That's right. And, you know, if you want to know anything about Rama, yes. And Kenneth Hagin Ministry, just go to rhema.org and everything is there. You got things you can read online, daily devotions. Mm -hmm. uh, There's things that you can uh, download. That's right. And and just Uh, all kinds of stuff. And on Roku, you can go to the Rhema USA channel. Uh, We have over 75,000 subscribers now. Yes. So you can get us. Somewhere. That's right. Some way. iPad, iPad, (laughs) iPhone, Android, Google Play. That's right. We're everywhere. Somebody said we're everywhere. (laughs) But we're just trying to reach people with the truth of the Word of God. Yes. And it's because of you, our partners, that are helping us. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, The Supernatural. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.